for joining me at the Gettysburg Connection podcast. I'm Chuck Stangor, publisher of The Connection. There are so many frontline workers during this time of pandemic, it's difficult to remember and to thank them all. In this episode, The Connection's media editor, third-year student at Gettysburg College, Peter Byhauer, talks with Upper Adams School District fifth-grade teacher, Nicole King. King talks about her personal journey with her students, both in and out of the classroom, going back to March 13, 2020, when school abruptly closed due to COVID-19. King explains how she and her students have worked their way through the tough past year and how she has moved toward a new understanding of the craft of teaching. It's a wonderful interview, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you like the Gettysburg Connection podcast, I hope you'll subscribe to it on your device. So let's get started. Hi, Nicole. I'm so excited to do this podcast with you. I've been looking forward to it for quite a while. So um... can you tell us uh, first off where you teach? Yeah, I teach in the Upper Adams School District, which is mm-hmm. a small rural district uh, about 10 miles north of Gettysburg. And um, I've been there for 22 years. Oh, wow. And I've taught fifth grade for all of those, <laughs> all of those years, with the exception of one of those years. Um, and currently, I'm responsible for 21 students this year, but I've had class sizes much larger than that. Um, but this year, we're at 21. Okay. So what do you think are some of the things that you've liked most about being a teacher? I like that every day brings a new challenge and like kind of a different spice to my life. You never know what you're going to get. And I also really, really love working with kids. I think especially fifth graders, that age group is so magical. They, they have a lot of wonders and wonder whys. Um, They still have a lot of childhood curiosity, but they're also old enough to, you know, joke around with and sure of course and uh, lighten things up so one of my biggest questions what has it been like for you teaching over the past year yeah <laughs> so I thought about this question and um, without going too deeply into the history of it um, I thought I'd start with March 13th and Maybe. ironically it was Friday the 13th <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we had a, we actually had an in-service that day. Um, and the pandemic, the, the whole idea of the virus, the COVID-19 virus was already out in the media, you know, and it was, it was out there and we were starting to get a little more, you know, cautious and talk more about hygiene and make sure you're washing your hands. And if you're not feeling well, please don't come to school. But, you know, you had no idea how serious it was going to get. And I remember receiving a text message from a friend of mine who teaches in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And it was at about 8.30 in the morning. And she said, oh my goodness, Nicole, we're shutting down for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. as soon as I got that, I looked at my colleagues and said, we, sh- we sh- should probably, you know, prepare a little bit for this, not tell the kids, but, you know, if they're shutting down, we're, we're most likely going right. to. And sure enough, that afternoon, we got message that we... We were. So it was really kind of like getting, you know, the rug pulled out from underneath you. Um, lots of plans that we had 
uh, made for the kids were obviously sadly disrupted. Um, I think teaching in any type of crisis is challenging. Right. Um, I think this this time around, though, it was so um, individualized, which I mean, like everybody was reacting in their own way, and it yeah. was so you you couldn't really predict how one student was going to react versus another student, and everybody's um, experiences were different. We had some families, you know, that were out of work or some families that were working from home, some families that had some of the adults going into work. Um, so I guess when you say, what has it been like? <laughs> it's just, it's been really unusual yeah. and very challenging, but also um, enlightening, I guess, if you want to think of a positive way, it a positive spin on it. Um, this has brought about a lot of self-awareness in me as a teacher. And I have noticed more than ever my areas of need, but also my areas of strength. Um, and so I think it was, you know, to take something good out of it. It was a time in my career, you know, being 22 years in where I kind of refreshed myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that no, make sense? it does. Yeah. Okay. So have you guys been fully online or have you been kind of going through a hybrid where you go back and forth with some students? Yeah. So personally, I've been full-time in person wow. since August. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, my, my children who go to the same school district are in middle school and high school. They're hybrid. So they're okay. alternating day A, day B. Um, so I have had... I did have one moment in time when we had to teach remotely for two days. And that was just as a quarantine, you know, precaution. Mm -hmm. um, and they had to clean the building and all that. But other than that, we've been in person since, since the beginning. So do you guys just have like the chairs spread out and then you wear, everyone's wearing a mask basically? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we follow all the CDC rules and mm -hmm. yeah. So do you think that, how do you think that your uh, your approach to teaching has changed during, during the pandemic? Like, is it easier? Is it harder? Well, I guess, like I said before, I've definitely um, grown as a teacher. So my approach changed in that I think... <laughs> I don't want this to come out wrong, but I feel like I've become a better teacher um, because I've become more flexible in the way I deliver uh, content. And I've also, I've always diversified my lessons, but now more than ever, it's noticed some children learn better using technology. Other children need hands-on other children. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, changed my approach in that I differentiate more than I ever have, um, which means you're tailoring your lessons, you know, right to the child. It's not like a one size fits all approach. Sure. Yeah. Do you think uh, that's going to be an approach that you stick with like after the pandemic is over? Yeah. Yeah. It's become kind of like part of my fabric. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the students are getting 
a lot out of it. I think they they appreciate me kind of thinking outside of the box when it comes to how are they going to deliver, you know, how are they going to produce the work that I that I need them to produce so that I know that they've learned. Right. Um, you know, I think it's become my classroom has become very student centered. It I always like to think it was, but I realize in hindsight that it wasn't always. And I think it's becoming more and more student centered where they're more in control of their learning. That's great. Um, it is nice. Yeah. What do you think? What are some of the challenges that you've uh, that you've faced while helping kids learn during the pandemic? Um, I think the biggest one personally was, well, at least in the spring when we were all, you know, in our homes, <laughs> working from yeah. home, that, that challenge was having my work life kind of move into my personal life. That was really, really, really hard. I mean, as teachers, we take, you know, you talk to any teacher, we take our work home with us on the weekends, but this right. was totally different. This was like, uh, just very bizarre in a way at the beginning yeah. um, and really exhausting because like teaching is a profession where you have a sustained amount of energy through the day. I mean, you have to keep it going. So then when you come home, you, I really want to relax and, and disconnect and connect with my own family. And I felt that when we were home last spring, it was very hard to to draw those lines. I almost had, I had to reorganize my life basically. And yeah. um, so that was a personal challenge was just learning how to change the way I viewed my home. Right. So I'm curious when, when, when the whole March 13th thing happened, how quickly after that did you guys go back to like start your online class sessions? Right. So we had, um, there was, I'd say two weeks where, because, you know, you have to realize also like we didn't have, the kids didn't have laptops, nothing. So yeah. we had about two, yeah, we had about two weeks where we were pulling together, you know, we were meeting as a staff all of the time. Um, we had a lot of professional development where we had to log into the intermediate unit and a lot of professional development on how to teach remotely. Um, so it was about two weeks. And then, okay. and then that also gave us some time to get materials to the students so that we could sure. be successful. So how did it work for the students that like didn't have, um, didn't have laptops? They got them. They got them. Okay. Yeah. We were able to, um, get the kids. So I would go up to the school and the parents would sign up for a, a time when they could come up and I basically handed them the laptop and gave, so cool. them, yeah, gave them the materials. We were very lucky. Yeah. Was, was that provided by the school? Yeah. If they needed okay. it, there were some families. Right. So like my, my own family had, we had a laptop for my son, Sure. Uh, a personal one. So he used that. So, um, do you know what the plan is for teachers to get vaccinated in Adam County for, um, and when you might receive your a vaccination yourself if you already, if you haven't yet? I don't, we were just talking about this actually. Um, there are, I know of 
a handful of teachers that have been vaccinated mm -hmm. and that's because they qualify under the one, the phase one, a, right. You know, because of other underlying. Right. Issues. Right. Um, so I don't know. I put my name on the list and I've been in contact with my doctor's office mm -hmm. and they're just, you know, we're waiting, being patient. Like everyone pretty much. Yeah. 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 But I do, I, I look forward to being vaccinated and, uh, I think that teachers are, you know, we'll, we're next, right? Yeah, no, I, I I think that's the way that things are shaping up. Yeah, I I, really, I personally thought that teachers should have been in phase one just because the risk that you guys are in. Yeah, I think um, teachers and doctors. I think people who are connected with other humans. <laughs> yeah, like like having to come in contact with people on a regular basis. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but it'll be here before we know it. Yeah. You know? So, um, like, I know we already talked about the positives, but do you have any like silver linings that you've for yourself during the pandemic as a teacher? Yeah, it's funny because, um, my kids almost got tired of hearing me say it. Cause every day I was like, let's find something positive, something we can, what have we learned today? What can we take away from this? Um, and I think the silver lining for me personally and I think a lot of people would probably say this is just being able to spend time with my family. Sure. Um, and also I was, I don't, you don't know me. From, I mean, I've never met you, but I was such a busy person. <laughs> like oh. I had my, I was driving my kids all over the place and I was, my schedule was packed all the time before the pandemic. And so I think another positive takeaway from this is I've learned how to enjoy doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I have become so good at just hanging out, <laughs> reading, right. seriously. Yeah, and it sounds like I just, I couldn't believe looking back how busy I was and how now, you know, now that with that, there is a little bit of sadness because the things that I was busy with, I really enjoyed. And it sure. had a lot to do with like hanging out with friends or taking my kids to sporting events or going right. to, see, you know, so that's that loss. But out of that, I've learned how to relax a little and just well, you know, hang out. Um, I think I have like one more question here, actually. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you personally faced during the pandemic in terms of teaching and making sure that the students receive a quality education. Right. So like on any given year, you have to, as a teacher, uh, make sure that you're staying focused on the curriculum and that you are delivering meaningful learning experiences, you know, so that the students leave every day feeling like understanding why they've learned what they've learned and, um, so I think the biggest challenge doing that last spring was, like I said, staying on the, making sure we follow the curriculum, even though we were learning remotely, we needed to make sure we were moving forward. And also having those lessons be meaningful, you know, because they were, they were dealing with such social, we call it social emotional distress. And if you're not taking care of that social emotional part of yourself or can't take care of it, the academics aren't gonna 
aren't going to work out. So there was a lot of through remote teaching, taking care of the social emotional part before I could deliver the lessons that I hoped were meaningful. You know, it was changing. Um, Every Zoom, so we Zoomed every morning. Okay. We had a morning meeting. And I always made sure during those morning meetings, we started with fun, like positive, getting the getting the smiles and the laughs and just helping the kids connect with each other, even though we were all on camera, it was really, really important for them. Of course. Um, and I think because of that, like we, cause we'd already developed a, a classroom climate within the classroom. Like we, right. by March, we, yeah, of course, by March. yeah, we all knew each other really well. And so we kind of became like a little remote support system for each other, which was nice. Oh, um, so to get, Back to your question about making sure that the instruction is of quality. It really is about just making sure that you're staying on on target with the curriculum and making sure that those lessons are meaningful and connected. So do you yourself teach just you yourself teach the entire grade or is it you partnering with someone else to do that? Um, This, well, it depends on the year, to be honest, because it depends on the student population. But for sure. this particular year, um, I, for no reason, I just wanted to help out because we were running into a scheduling problem with um, special classes. I volunteered to have my own class. So I teach my 21 students all day. I don't partner with anyone else. Um, so I'm in charge of all the subjects. <laughs> oh, wow. Lucky me. It's actually been pretty fun. I haven't done that in a long time. So Typically, I teach language arts and science or language arts and social studies, but this year I've got it all. So during during the start of the pandemic last last school year, did you did you partner with someone? Yes. So last year um, in the spring, I was the language arts and social studies teacher or a science teacher, excuse me. And my partner was the math teacher and social studies teacher. So the students would work with her part of the day and work with me part of the day. And then I would, then we would flip and I'd have her students. So in that, in during that period, it was just two different Zoom sessions that they would go to basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And it was nice. Uh, I was glad to have a partner during that time, just also for my own social emotional health. Right. Of you course. know, just not going through it alone. Yeah. No. And, yeah. That would be and terrible. That, yeah, and that we we both knew the kids and you know the kids knew that they had two teachers looking out for them. And actually mm-hmm. we did have you know um our support staff too. So we had some aides and you know our learning support and right. English language learner teacher. So So at your school I'm guessing they go from 5th grade to middle school, right? No, they actually are in 6th grade as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of an unusual old-fashioned model but it works. We really, really like it. Yeah. So you don't have to really say goodbye, goodbye to them yet, right? No. And that's good. Trust, yeah. And this fall, when we all came back face to face, it was mm-hmm. it was quite a reunion with my students. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was really nice. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. Of course. I really appreciate you doing this and taking taking the time out of your day. Yeah. My pleasure.